Hey guys, it's Kayla. And Marissa. And we're back, and this week we're discussing Daisy Jones and the Six by Taylor, Jake, and Reed. And it was a really good book. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. (laughs) But honestly, like, I could not put it down, and I didn't really know what to think because all of everyone and their mom like absolutely loves this book like all I've heard on the bookstagram is how much everyone loves this book and I had no idea what to expect and then like within the first four pages I like was hooked yeah I literally I read the author's note and I was mad because the author's note says that this book is based on interviews and I was like oh I don't want to read like a stupid autobiography or biography or any kind of like serious thing I wanted something fun and like fictional and so I thought this was going to be like really boring and literally after the third paragraph I was like holy cow I cannot put this down this is amazing Marissa literally texted me she's like I don't think I'm gonna like this book and I was like what and then she like maybe t- I didn't even have time to answer her because the next question was like just kidding I love it <laughs> yeah I ate my words very quickly <laughs> We're struggling where to start because we actually didn't take that many notes because we both finished it really quickly. Uh, Uh I feel like you finished it, what, in three days? Yeah, I finished this book very quickly. It usually takes me much longer to read a book than it does for Kayla to read a book. And I finished this so fast because I just could not stop reading it. And then you texted me in the middle of the night and was like, I'm sobbing. I just finished. <laughs> and I woke up. I was like, "What? What happened? What's wrong?" <laughs> I was in actual tears over this book. Like, not even just. I don't know why I was crying. I just felt so many things. It's not like the ending was super sad. I mean, there's like a hint of sadness, but it's not a bad ending. And I just felt so much in my heart. I was just on my bed sobbing. <laughs> no, I think they wrapped up the ending. Like, I don't know. I was scared I was gonna hate the ending because you loved it and I was like oh my god like this book is gonna break my heart and then I, the ending was actually I thought it, w- it did it justice so the whole thing we can talk about like the ending of it a little bit later but I like the beginning and how it was we got to see like I don't know a little bit of Daisy's background and both like both the band like both bands we got to see their background I enjoyed that yes I agree should we give a very brief overview before we jump in yeah you should do a synopsis because you're the pro I... synopsis is that the plural for synopsis synopsis i don't think it is i think it's synopses or something right but says who <laughs> who is in charge of making synopsis plural i'm googling since we said what was it pheromones <laughs> yeah we had a text correcting us on the la- on our one of our first podcast episodes because we said things wrong so we have our fact checkers out there listening to us yes it is synopses for those synopsis. listening okay well yeah you're the queen of synopses so let's let's hear the synopsis of this book <laughs> in short there's a girl named daisy jones who is growing up in Is it the 60s? Yes, the late 60s. She's growing up, and she just has natural talent, a beautiful voice. She's described as beautiful, and she gets involved in the scene. You know, it's the typical 60s, so there's drugs, alcohol, sex, music, rock and roll, all that fun stuff. 
as she's coming of age, so is a band called The Six, led by Billy Dune, who we'll get into later, but I kind of love his brother and a couple other characters. And eventually these two worlds collide with Billy Dune leading The Six and Daisy Jones, and they merge together to become Daisy Jones and The Six. And the story is about all of these characters. It's about Daisy kind of stepping into her own, owning her music, um, not letting people use her, just being her own person. It's about Billy overcoming his drug problem and staying faithful to his wife, Camilla. It's about the other characters and how they interact, like Graham and Karen, and there are a couple others. But it's just this very cool book about this band, which is fictional. However, it's based on, kind of loosely based on a true story. But Daisy Jones and the Six yeah, rumors. But it's just, it's basically just about this band and writing music and falling in love with the wrong people and figuring out the future. Like, all these books are always trying to figure out what they're going to do in the future. And I don't know, this one just hit in a really weird way because we'll touch on it later, but it, it comes down to kind of Daisy and Billy struggling with kind of falling in love but they're not meant to be together so it's like oh it's heartbreaking but beautiful yeah it's a really good story i just feel so bad for daisy throughout the entire book yes and like and she you don't want to feel bad for because she's gorgeous and she has this beautiful voice without even trying but just the fact from the beginning like her parents don't really love her they're not really there for her and I just feel like she was never really loved. Like, she like should. like sh- It just breaks my heart. The whole book, I just feel so bad for her. Yes. On page 8, there is a quote that says, We love broken, beautiful people, and it doesn't get much more obviously broken and more classically beautiful than Daisy Jones. And I feel like that quote just captures her perfectly. Like, she is this beautiful person. She could do anything she wants. But the only thing she wants is for people to see her and know her and love her. But she is so broken because no one sees her and loves her and knows her because they can't see past just the beauty and the good voice. That's all they see, and they try to use that. And, oh, it's it's heartbreaking. Yeah, it, it's really... I. It's a beautiful story. Yeah, I used to, like, the whole book, I was just so nervous for her. I just, I don't know, I just felt so sad for her. And even in the end, with, like, Billy and her have, like, never even kissed, right? Um, I think she tried to kiss him at a piano, and he kind of let it happen and then pulled away. So they literally fell in love solely with just writing music to each other. Mm-hmm. Like, no physical contact was there. It was all just emotional. And I feel like that's the deepest part of, like, connection, too, which is, like, crazy. It is. But at the same time, we're missing a big piece, which is Camilla, Billy's wife, who he wanted to be faithful to. And I also really loved Camilla. Like, this story, to me, could have easily been titled The Camilla Story, because I feel like at the end, when it all wraps up, it's actually about Camilla kind of the whole time, in a way. I did not like her, actually. You did not like her? No. Oh. I just feel like she always put her two cents in when it when no one asked. And I know yeah. like she thought she was right all the time, but she didn't have like, even like with um the situation with Karen, like she was like telling Karen what to do, like she was like her mother and I was like, I get your friends I don't know, the way she spoke to people I thought was just disrespectful. Even with the way she spoke to Daisy in the end, I was I get it, but like you clearly see a broken girl and you're just like putting her in a more like you're just hurting her even more. Like you already see she's broken and she like 
And I feel like Daisy was trying so hard not to even be near Billy, and I feel like this the way she spoke to her wasn't, like, with respect. Oh. I... (laughs) I mean, I just didn't see it that way. I don't know. I loved Camilla. She was absolutely my favorite character. I... Oh, man. This is bad. Did we read two different books? (laughs) I guess we just kind of see love differently. Yeah. I think we've always known that, though. Yeah, probably. (laughs) I don't know. It's just Uh, the way. Wasn't it implied that Camilla, like, cheated on Billy? She stood there and watched Billy cheat on her a million times and, like, was like, oh, just, like, let it it happen. And then she cheated on Billy, and, and they act like they're this, like, wholesome, like, loving couple when they were just cheating on each other. I mean, it's questionable if she tweet- cheated on him, tweeted on him <laughs> ahead of their time. No, so I know that they kind of imply that, like, she was at this lunch with a former boyfriend for four hours, and Billy's like, you don't have lunch with someone for four hours. I, it there's the implication there. Questionable. It was, it was definitely implied. You think so? A hundred percent. <laughs> maybe, and she even maybe. talked about how she always loved that man yeah that's true I don't know I just love her so much <laughs> I just felt like she I mean I know you think she interjected herself but like it was her life too was she just supposed to take a back seat while her husband fell in love with another woman I can't fault her for for getting involved and telling Daisy to get lost. Like, she did it in the nicest way she could, but basically she's like, yeah, you need to get lost. This is my husband, and he's not going to choose you. But it was really, like, her ban. Like, she literally made her quit her own, like, her job. Well, was it Daisy's ban? It was called Daisy Jones and the Six. As much as everyone thought it was Billy's ban, I'm pretty sure it became her ban. I have issues with it becoming her ban. (laughs) I think I think you're very pro-Daisy, and I don't know if I'm as pro-Daisy as you are. Why are you not pro-Daisy? So, okay, well, this feeds into, like, some of the questions I wrote down. I don't really think it was fair for Daisy to come in and make demands in a band that she was just invited to be a temporary guest in. And instead she comes in and she's like, no, Billy, we're writing my music and you can scratch yours and we need to do this, like, with me in charge. And it was like, dude, you're not, this isn't your band. I don't know. I had issues with that. But they wouldn't be anything if it wasn't for her. Well, that's not true. The Six was very popular. But it wasn't, like, hits. It was a popular band, but it didn't didn't become popular until that one song they had together. Honeycomb? Yes. That's what really put them over, the, like, who made them known. Like, people didn't really know who they were. Their fans liked them, but they weren't, like, a worldwide sensation until Honeycomb came out. And that was a song that Daisy changed and made better. Yeah, yeah, And I'm not saying, like, she didn't play a crucial role and didn't make the band better, which was kind of another thing I was going to ask about was, you know, because, like, people kept saying Billy was controlling of the band, but he only ever made it better. Uh, at least I thought maybe y'all disagree. Uh, but I felt the same way about about Daisy. At the end of the day, the band was better off by adding her in. I just didn't like if we invited someone to be a part of this a part of this podcast and they came in and they were like, okay, we need to change everything up. I would be a little salty. I mean, yes, I can understand people of the band being salty with it, but I I don't really, I feel like they became a whole new band when they became Daisy Jones and the Six. 
Like, I don't think yeah. she joined the six. I think they just formed a new band. Because the music they were playing was completely new. Mm-hmm. And if they didn't like it, they could have left. I felt like she she put her heart and soul into what she was making. I feel like she had the right to demand what she wanted. And really yeah. all she demanded yeah. was equal pay and to be able to play her own music, which I feel like was a significant point that she has always made. Like, she, whenever she first signed her deal with the record company that I'm drawing a blank on the name, she was like, I'm only playing my own music. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's true. I feel, I I didn't love Billy and I I think oh just, my so God. I think you're you're Team Billy and I'm Team Daisy over here. I am so Team Billy. I love Billy. Oh. I don't know. I didn't like him. Okay. I think he was cruel. He I feel like he led Daisy on. How so? I don't know. I just feel like I just I feel like he was the one who had the wife and he should have been. I, I feel like he's equally to fault for falling for Daisy as much as Daisy was. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, like, I'm not mad that anyone had feelings for anyone else because I feel like it, when you're writing songs the way they were, it's going to be intimate and you're going to share pieces of your heart with that person that maybe you don't share with other people. So, like, I totally see how they both fell for each other. But at the end of the day, he wanted to be faithful to Camilla. He was determined to be faithful to Camilla. And, like, so when Daisy kissed him and then he was like, oh, we can't do that, and she got all mad, I didn't think that was fair. Like, she was mad at him for not wanting to be with her, but he was already with someone and he wanted to be with Camilla, you know? like I'm I just pretty sure think... in that moment, though, something happened before that that he caused. Wait, what happened? I'm pretty sure he, like, was leading her on. I don't think she, it was well, just Daisy to blame in that moment. So, okay, that's another interesting point to bring up. The book is told through all these different viewpoints. So you have, it's kind of like set up like an interview with everyone just kind of chiming in. And you will have moments in the book where one person says she's wearing a white top, it, uh, a white top and the next person says it's a yellow crochet top. So, like, it, the book is kind of set up to help you see that people remember things differently. And in the scene you're talking about, Daisy says the song lyrics are clearly about me. He's clearly singing about me. And then you flip over to Billy's perspective and he's like, oh no, this song is about whatever, his drug problem or Camilla or something. And then you flip back to Daisy and she's like, he's clearly talking about me. Why wouldn't I lean in and kiss him? So like, I think the whole thing about him leading her on, the question comes back to kind of, you had two different perspectives on the situation and where he may not have thought he was leading her on, in her mind, he was. Yeah. I mean, I just don't think she's the sole person responsible for leading in for a kiss. They shouldn't have even, if they, they probably shouldn't have been on the piano together in the first place. Yeah. Wow, I did not know this would be such a heated discussion. (laughs) I, guess, I, mean, I don't know. We just completely disagree. I mean, we both we like the like book, <laughs> but I don't. I do not like Camilla at all. That is so interesting to me. Oh my gosh. The, okay. Wow. I was so excited for you to read the ending because I was like, oh, this ending's amazing. This whole book was about Billy and Camilla's love basically the whole time, and Daisy's really just this side character. And now you're coming in and telling me. You hate Camilla. I don't think this is Billy and and Camilla's love story. I don't think it shows their love that well. (laughs) What, does the cheating bother you? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Immensely. 
I think it's a story about a band. It but is. I don't, I, and Camilla comes very few times, and it's always kind of just a reference to her. I feel like she, her voice isn't there that much. Man, okay. All right. <laughs> Fine. Okay. Well, so besides the three characters we have discussed, who else did you like? Well, I hated Eddie the entire way through. <laughs> I just, maybe you liked him since he was kind of antagonistic to Billy, but since I loved Billy, I hated Eddie. Um, and other than that, there really was only, like, Graham and Karen, I feel like. And wasn't Pete there, there was, was Warren. Oh, yeah, Warren and Pete. <laughs> and then there were, like, some minor characters, but, like, within the band, gosh, Warren was so small. Warren was so chill, though. I kind of love him. Like, so laid back. None of this matters, man. Like, cool personality. <laughs> I liked how he kind of always had, like, a voice of reason. Like, he was so neutral the whole time that whenever you knew Warren spoke, you knew, like, his emotions weren't speaking. It was just, like, facts. That's true. He's very unbiased. I really like Karen. Mm-hmm. I feel like she brought up discussion of what, it kind of goes back to our first book we read about, like, what women want, and if they want their careers, or they want families. I I was mad when Graham got mad at her for having the abortion. I was torn on that, because, again, it came down to perspectives, and Graham said he thought they were still talking about it, and so he felt there was still a conversation going on, and she just ended the conversation. So I can see why he would be sad about that but you know I feel like though from the get-go she was like this isn't happening I feel like there was never a discussion to even be had (laughs) (laughs) uh it just made me sad because I was really rooting for Graham because you know I'm I'm my sister's little sister growing up everyone knew me as Amanda's little sister I was Amanda's little sister this Amanda's little sister that And so Graham constantly living in Billy's shadow. I was really rooting for him. And when he fell so desperately in love with Karen, I was like, oh, he maybe he'll get his happily ever after, too. Maybe he'll get to be a dad just like how Billy gets to be because they they had this terrible dad growing up and they didn't really have a good role model. And I could tell Graham wanted to be a dad, a good dad, unlike what he had. And then Karen was so blatantly like, I do not want children ever under any circumstance. (laughs) And he just, I think he was just blind to it because he was so in love and wanted it so badly. And so it just broke my heart that he didn't get that happy ending with Karen. But I think he got it with someone else. So Yeah, I think he has kids. I, in the end, I don't think Daisy finds love again because she said that she adopted sons, but I don't think she, like, met somebody. Yeah, I don't think she did either. It really, every time, the drugs that Daisy took really were just, like, so much. It made me so concerned, the whole book, that she was just going to overdose and die because she was taking so many drugs. I didn't even know some of the drugs they were talking about because I was like, what is this? Yeah, I didn't know you could take that many drugs and not overdose, honestly. <laughs> like, uh, there were a lot of drugs in her system. And she just, like, didn't eat. Like, wasn't it explained that, like, she... Well, I guess it was the 70s, the 60s, 70s, so yeah. skinny was in. <laughs> uh-huh. But uh, yeah, that was very <laughs> shocking. <laughs> and it seemed like everybody else in the band besides Billy and Daisy handled their drugs well. And it mm-hmm. just kind of shows, like... 
addicts. Like, they really can't. And I, Daisy was one. So I wish um, they got to see more of Daisy get clean. I wish it wasn't just, like, an afterthought. Like, it really wasn't only until the summary that we were told that Daisy got clean. I kind of wish we got to see some of that. Yeah, because you basically go from Camilla telling Daisy to leave the band and get out of there and go get, basically go get help. Like, I'm worried about you, but you need to not be here. And then in the, in the, there's a section titled then and now or something like that. And then you're just like, oh, yeah, by the way, Daisy went and checked herself into rehab and got clean and started this foundation and adopted child. (laughs) You're like, oh, okay, so Daisy really turned it around, like, big time, kind of skipped over all the details. Like, we got to see literally her become this legend, but also fall apart in her eyes from, like, even from a girl. We got mm-hmm. to see her progressively worse and worse over the years. And we never got to see her mm-hmm. get better. Like, yeah, we read the last line that she got better, but, like, I don't know. Like, we got to see Billy through rehab. Why do we got to see Daisy through rehab? It's whatever. <laughs> you know, I just want a happy ending. But I really just, like, I don't know. I love Daisy. I thought she was powerful. I loved how she didn't want to be any man's muse. Wanted to... She didn't care. Like, she wasn't living her life to please men. She was living her life to please her. And, like, the way she looked and acted, she own the place and yeah that kind of makes her what arrogant whatever but especially back then like in a man's world she she took she took her own place yeah that's true i think my issue with daisy like i love daisy in general although i did start to like her less and less as the book went on uh just because i was so pro billy but anyway um i did like her though my issue with her though was that because she basically did not give a damn about anyone else and their opinion she was kind of this cold-hearted like literally does not care about anyone because you know like some of the things she did even rubbed karen the wrong way and karen was like okay this is my band too if you wear a see-through shirt that's all anyone's going to talk about karen felt like that took away from her talent and I do feel it's it's one thing to be confident in who you are and not care what any man says and all that, but you still have to care some. Like, it's still society, and there are some rules you still have to play by, in my opinion. Maybe you disagree. <laughs> I just think she has grew up with nobody caring about her, so she was the only one who had to care about herself. That That's true. She just doesn't know any better. Okay, okay, wait, except for Simone. Simone. But at that point, Simone was, like, traveling the world, living her own life, and it was just her friend, like, she couldn't watch over her 24-7. No, I know. I just felt so bad for Simone when she traveled to Italy or wherever she traveled to, to go be with Daisy, and Daisy took off with some guy and was just like, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm not here anymore. (laughs) She didn't even tell her. She Uh, she, I think she flew to Japan and then flew to Italy. <laughs> like, poor Simone. <laughs> if I was Simone, I would have been livid, but I think Daisy was probably on so many drugs that she didn't even know. I, I felt so bad for her when she was with that guy. I honestly don't even bother learning his name because I just call him the Italian prince. Because mm-hmm. I really, I think the only reason she, like, gave in to him is because he's, like, the only man that showed her that he's loved her. Which, he didn't love her. Give me a break. He didn't, but that's what she, like, she was so willing to accept any love because she was so desperate for anybody to care about her. Well, I think she was just with him because she just had her heart broken by Billy. And basically, he was the first guy who was like, yeah, I like you. You're cool. And she's like, all right, I'll just go with this one then. That heartbroken, kind of desperate because I, I think at the time, she that was still when she thought 
she could never have the kind of love Camilla had, where someone would be so faithful to you and genuinely love you and be sweet to you. And she just thought she wasn't worthy of that love. So she settled for that passionate, fiery, more lust than love type deal, which was sad. Yeah, I, it upset me. But I was really happy when she left him. And she she used her, like, alter ego name and was, like, I forgot what it was. It was, like, Lola something. Yeah, like, Lola Lacove. Lola Lacove wants a, disor- a divorce, and she just walks out. <laughs> I was, like, I love that. Well, okay, in her defense, he, he was messed up. Oh, my gosh. When she said they were on the roof, and she said something about, like, jumping or accidentally falling or something and he was just like yeah what if we jump what if we jump off this roof right now like excuse you sir we're talking about two human lives here didn't it make you nervous the whole book that she was just on so many drugs i don't know maybe i'm just a nervous person but like it made me anxious i mean i really hated it because i mean it's the 60s everyone's on drugs but she took it to an extreme she started what at like 16 <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> and then when when she started like kind of getting clean after she dumped that stupid guy, and she uh, she said she showed up on time uh, to rehearsal or whatever, and it was like 11 a.m. and she was drunk, and she was like, "But I wasn't on drugs, so it was like a win-win." <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I don't know how people did it in the 60s. I don't think I could survive. I I couldn't. I also liked how Daisy read a lot, like, all the time. I don't know. I, I, I really know. liked her. <laughs> in that first, in that first section that's all about her and growing up, that's when I texted you and I was like, oh my gosh, you're Daisy Jones. <laughs> I <laughs> hope she was that, like... that statement does not still stand. <laughs> <laughs> But she was like this bookworm who just wanted to be loved and uh, she was strong and powerful and she knew what she wanted and she wasn't going to settle. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is Kayla. This is so Kayla. And then the book progresses and she's like so drugged up that she's cutting her feet on glass and doesn't even care. And I was like, I am so sorry, Kayla, that I said you were Daisy Jones. Uh, no, yeah. I, I like the beginning, Daisy. I think that's when I fell in love with her and I kind of just stuck with it. But mm-hmm. even when she was, she was just, like, brokenly beautiful. And I she feel was. like in that moment when she was, like, in that dress and uh, when she, everyone's, like, taking the photos of her in the pool and she's cutting her feet on glass because she's so dark. I thought she just, like, was just brokenly beautiful. Wish we actually can hear these songs because the songs, they, they make the songs sound so good that I'm like, I just wish this is a real band so I can hear them. I know. Did you like that she included the song lyrics in the back of the book? Yes, but I actually didn't finish reading all of them. I mean, okay. I don't, I can't really read a song. I need, I need a tune to it. Yeah. So I was kind of happy when the book ended and I saw there were song lyrics because I was like, oh, good, I can keep reading. And then I like read a couple of them and I was like, I don't know, the book made these seem super epic. And right now they're just words on a page. Like, I want someone to actually turn these into the songs from the book. I would kill to see a performance of Daisy and Billy. Oh, but you're going to when Reese Witherspoon turns this into oh, her TV show. Yes. Oh, my God. I'm excited. I forgot about that. So know how you 
you thought you loved Billy and stuff. One thing that mm-hmm. I did not like of Billy was when they were on SNL and Billy just like told the rest of the band to just like go away and they <laughs> played just the two of them. Like, I know that Billy and Daisy sell, but mm-hmm. I mean it was SNL. They had two songs to play. Like just let the whole band play, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The thing was, I can see why people in the band, there's Eddie, and he, like, hates Billy because Billy's a control freak and all that stuff. And I can see why people would call him that. And that SNL scene didn't really add anything of value except to solidify that him and Daisy were basically in love. But my thing is, like, he only ever did things to make the band better, even if he did it the wrong way. So I I guess that's just me defending him because I love him so much. But yes, maybe the SNL thing was wrong, but I still love him. I mean, I get it in, like, any of the other things. Like, yeah, like, at a concert, I get it. But, like, SNL, man, it was (laughs) two songs. Like, just let them all play, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, no, I, I didn't hate Billy at all. I just... In the faults of, like, the book, I I saw Billy equally responsible as as, to, as of Daisy. I know he was, like, trying to stay faithful to his wife, but I also feel like he failed a lot of that. He did. Uh, but, I mean... And like, I don't think it's all Daisy's fault. Like, what... When you say it's not Daisy's fault, what do you mean? Like, what, what is the bad thing that would be someone's fault? I feel like you blame Daisy for their, their love story. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying is not all Daisy's fault. I think it takes two people to to tango. <laughs> no, it does. And I don't to me, I'm not even mad about the love story because that to me in some ways was the prominent feature of this book. Like the unrequited love. You know, Daisy just wants to be loved. She finally finds someone who actually truly sees her, sees who she is, loves her for everything she is, not just her sex appeal or her smile or the drugs or the money. He, like, actually genuinely knows her, loves her, thinks she's talented, and she can't be with him because he's married. (laughs) Like, I just... Like, I love the love story between them, but also, at the end of the day, he's married, and I want her to respect that. But, like... I think she did. Like, in the most part, she did. Yeah. I guess. We're just not going <laughs> to agree on this. <laughs> I was just... Okay, so I... The, the point when I got mad at her, I guess, I can, like, pinpoint it exactly. After they have their kiss, and he's like... Nah, bruh, I'm married. And she's like, fine, I'll go. And then she goes and writes that killer song about how he's going to regret her. And the song lyrics are literally like, when you think of me, or when you think of rock and roll, you're going to think of me. Like, very vengeful woman, which is, like, fun and empowering, except there's someone on the other side of that. He didn't mean to hurt her. He did love her and genuinely care about her. And she was just, like, so mad and wrote this song. And then... When he was like, I'm not comfortable playing this. I don't want to play this. This is not something I want to play. She made him play it anyway. And I don't know, that just bothered me because music is so personal. And, like, he didn't want to share that love story with the world. And she made him. And uh, I don't know. It's fine. Like, I still love Daisy. I just, I don't know. I thought 
she was too powerful sometimes. You say that Billy did things in the sake of the band, but when Daisy does it, she's evil. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm (laughs) pro-Billy. Like, oh yeah, Billy wants to kick off all the band for SNL, great. Like, Billy does all these things to make the band better, but then Daisy wants to play this killer song, and she's evil because it has emotion in it. Okay, okay. But what emotional songs ended up breaking up the band because people couldn't get their feelings out of the way for each other? So I, mean, I think the band was broken before even. Oh, it was so broken. With, with their like manager dying, with Pete like on the outs, Eddie's about to ring Billy's neck. Like the band was already <laughs> over, and then I yeah. think Daisy leaving just solidified that. And with Graham and Karen cannot even be in the same room. I don't even think it really was. Like I think. I think Billy and Daisy could have pushed through if everyone was still in it, just because Daisy probably just would have taken a handful of drugs, but I True. I don't think anybody else in the band could have done it still. I think they're all like, we're done. <laughs> yeah. And like, no, the writing was on the wall, and I don't necessarily like blame Daisy for, gosh, I said necessarily, like I technically do blame her. <laughs> I know you I do. You blame her for everything right now. <laughs> When it takes two to tango. (laughs) I don't know why I'm so mad at her. She didn't do anything wrong. I just, I just, I don't know. I just read the book so differently from you, and I don't know why. (laughs) I'm really shocked at this. We usually are on the same page. I know. I don't know why. I just, like, love Billy. I, I don't know. I guess I was girl crushing on him a little bit. I didn't like him. I didn't think he was a good good boy. When he was going on his old drug spin and everything, that also made me nervous. But <laughs> I I did not understand Camilla being like, Yep, you have one year to just get it out of your system. That time when you say like, you love Camilla, I was like, this girl just watched her husband cheat on him, literally walked in on him, and she's like, Hey, you come back to me in two months, man. Clean. <laughs> I just thought it was so wonderful that she <laughs> she believed in him. <laughs> oh my god! So you're telling me that if a man ever cheats on you, but if if you still believe in him, I should just step aside and let him? <laughs> I mean, as I'm saying it, I know it's ridiculous, but in my mind, I was like, wow, she absolutely believes in their love and trusts him to come back to her, and that is just beautiful and amazing. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> okay, I did not support that, but, but uh, other than that, I, I thought it was beautiful, though, it was really concerning to me. <laughs> I just, I don't know, uh, what was the quote? There was a quote in there about trust. Um, I don't know, like they said several times, if you don't have trust, you don't have anything. And so it was but like... But she didn't just... trust him! <laughs> she on him! Oh no, I, I marked it, here it is. It said, um... I think this was Billy talking. Uh, yeah, this was Billy. But he said, um, Camilla and I promised to put our marriage first, to put our family first, and we promised to trust each other in how best to do that. Do you know what you do with that level of trust when someone says, I trust you so much, I can tolerate you having secrets? Like, I want to love someone so much and trust them so much that I can tolerate them having secrets. Like, I don't want to know everything that goes on in their lives, and I hope they don't want to know everything that goes on in my life. Okay, wait. 
situations. I'm fine with them keeping their secrets. If, like, if they're sleeping with somebody else and keeping it a secret, it's fine. It's whatever. <laughs> I trust them. <laughs> please, if you're dating me and sleeping with someone else, please keep that a secret from me. <laughs> no, tell me if you're cheating on Marissa, because I, I just can't. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay, clearly I do not know what love is, so I don't think I should talk about this book anymore. I'm just so shocked at our different takes on this book. Okay, so let's highlight. Do you have like any of your favorite quotes highlighted? <laughs> I may have read them all. <laughs> um, okay, one I'll go with my favorite quote first. It's from Daisy. I absolutely, I absolutely have no interest in being someone else's muse. I am no muse. I am the somebody. End of the end of the story, which is a curse word, but I'm gonna say end of the story. Mm-hmm. And that was my favorite yep. quote of Daisy. And I just feel like that was actually in the first section, the part where Marissa said that she actually liked Daisy, and I feel like <laughs> it showed how powerful she is. But apparently, Marissa does not like how powerful she is. Although I love it. No, no. I agree with that statement. Like, she was doing all this work and people were taking credit for it. And I was like, no, that is not okay. And so I do like that she was powerful there. I just don't like when she's powerful against Billy. Oh my God. You really just love him. Oh my God. You're like blinded. Okay. I also have some favorite uh, Daisy quotes. Well, right after her and Billy kiss and all that, that it's big scene. Kiss. This was it's not a real kiss. Yeah. This was literally, like, these pages in the 200s where that happened was just like, oh, I lived and breathed and died during those 200 pages. But she said, we're talking about probably the first man in my life who really saw me, who ever really understood me, who had so much in common with me, and he still didn't love me. When you find that rare person who really knows who you are and they still don't love you, I was burning. And I was like, oh, this is just like the epitome of her life. She like has no one, has like no one who cares about her aside from Simone. We'll give Simone credit. And then she finally finds someone who she thinks is just perfect for her. And in some ways, like they are perfect. Although I would say like they're two sides of the same coin and maybe you need some of that whole opposites tracked. But either way, he gets her, understands her, and it's she, he doesn't love her. But I mean, he does love her, but he doesn't choose her. Which is just heartbreaking. Yeah, that, it makes me sad. I felt really bad for Daisy in this moment. But Mm -hmm. maybe the people that you love that largely aren't the best for you. So, Mm -hmm. this is me being understanding of them not being together. Yeah, I don't think they were best for each other. I don't think they would keep each other to sobriety. Like, I I believe that they weren't meant to be. And I believe that they were, like, that big epic love story. But I think they they burned and their fire went out. But Mm -hmm. I don't think Camilla and Billy's love story is that epic either. (laughs) I don't really support it. I, like, am not here for it. I don't know. Cheating is just so big in my book. I, I think trust is huge. And I don't, I'm not here for the whole... Love is trusting someone's secrets. If you trust somebody, you shouldn't have secrets. I, I think Billy in the, in the book talks about, like, secrets are being a good thing. It, like, doesn't hurt people. And I just don't like secrets, so I don't really stand by that. But I get, I'm, yeah. like, I, I'm one to, like, not blurt out the truth sometimes. I'm not, like, I'm not gonna lie, but, like, I will withhold some things to, like, make people feel better sometimes. But mm-hmm. it always comes out in the end, and it's never good. Yeah, that's true. I just, yeah, like, and Billy and 
Camilla, to me, weren't all about the secrets. I just thought no matter what happened, no matter how bad things got or what either one did that was bad and wrong, they kept choosing each other. And, like, maybe I can see how they don't choose each other because they did cheat on each other and had all these extra problems with sobriety. And so I get that in moments they didn't choose each other, but, like, end game long term they just kept choosing each other and that's what i liked because no one ever chooses me (laughs) but would you want somebody who's cheating on you to choose you no i know i know i could hear it as i say it that it's not right I just got sucked up into their love story. I don't know. I can't believe you thought it was their love story. The book is called <laughs> Daisy Jones and the Six, and you think it's a book about Camilla's love story? She died. I'm over here like. They didn't finish. They didn't even put it the end. <laughs> I'm like, um, Daisy Jones is just a side character. <laughs> Her name is the first two letters of the. two people send in questions please send in questions guys because we we will read them we will answer them on the podcast so i have i saved copies of them here so this is from my friend marge she said i really enjoy the way it's written through oral history so do you do you agree with do you like how it was written i loved it i have never read a book like this before like aside from i I was trying to explain to my mom what this was like i'm like it's kind of like you're in a play but it's the story flows and keeps moving and it's not just dialogue it's like an actual full-blown story with different perspectives and i just uh i was obsessed i was wrapped up in it i uh the flow the rhythm it was just everything to me because you get, like, their inner monologue. Like, you don't just get the words they say out loud to everybody. Like, you get their thoughts in that moment. Mm-hmm. So I, I liked it, too. Yes. I didn't know if I would like it in the beginning, but I really enjoyed it. And it definitely flows so easily. Mm-hmm. Our other question uh, just says, if you were a superhero, what power would you have? Um, so that doesn't really relate to the book. But do we want to answer it? Ah, uh, let's see. <laughs> I actually didn't give this any thought. I would want to be able to be invisible so you can see your husband cheating on you and then then accept it because you trust him so much believe in him so strongly that he will eventually stop cheating on me yes i think i would want like tell like is teleporting when you can just like go someplace like you can they can like appear in a different country that's what i would want so i can just travel the world in a minute and then be back for dinner (laughs) <laughs> that yeah that's cool too yeah thanks for those who sent in questions because we will read them on the podcast and we will answer them so please send in questions on our instagram um at book talks podcast we do votes to see what books we're going to read next so make sure to keep interacting with us on instagram and dm us if you want us to read a book or you have a question for us we will bring it on the podcast yes um, Okay, so what is your overall rating of this book? I, okay, here's here's my issue. We've, this is our third book we've done, and we've rated the first two very high, like averages of 4.3s or 4.2s or something like that. And we said from the start, we should not be rating books so high because we were waiting for something to come along and wow us. 
And for me, this book came along and wowed me. I was floored. I was floored by the heartbreak and the love and the passion and the music and the characters, everything about it. So for me, this is like a five-star book, which is wrong because we shouldn't be giving out five stars so early. <laughs> no, I think, it, I think it earns a high rating. I mean, and I just think the popularity of the book tells itself. You don't even have to love reading to love this book. Like, it's so good, and it just it just captivates you, and you kind of feel like almost the sexual tension off the pages. Like, it's such a good book. Mm-hmm. And the characters are so complex, and they go through such struggles, and you just, like, feel for them. So I think you can give a five. I think I'm going to give a 4.7. Just because I didn't love the ending. I mean, I just want, I want, I want a happy ending. And I guess it was a kind of a happy ending, but maybe, okay, I'm going to take that back. I'm going to give it a 4.8. Wait, I was going to ask, though, like, you didn't, sorry, what? You didn't think the ending was happy? I mean, it wasn't like they're riding off in the sunset with rainbows. But it was like, they couldn't be together. You knew they could not be together. I know, but you still want them to be together in the end. I mean, I wanted them to, but I know you still love Camilla, (laughs) so you didn't want to, but I did. I wanted to be happy. But I think she was. I she think never she found love again, though. She's adopted kids, but she never. They never taught her she got married again. But who said you have to be married to have love? I mean, she's loving children, but she never falls in love again. She doesn't. I feel like. I mean, granted, you can't. You can be happy without love, but I'm hopeless romantic, so I think there's someone for everybody, and I and Daisy didn't find her somebody. And I mean, they're not dead. They it ends the book with, with them. I think in their like sixties. They're not dead, except Camilla, who you hated. You know, that was one of my favorite parts of the books. <laughs> Just kidding, I'm going to give it a five because I love the ending when Camilla died. And I hated the whole, her email to her kids were like, oh yeah, like, give dad Daisy's number. Like, what is, Daisy going to have your sloppy seconds now? Like, oh, I died, so now you get to have them. Like, even... In her death, she's on her high horse, telling Daisy what to do. <laughs> okay. I was about to agree with you that I hated the ending, and then you said sloppy seconds, and I just, I lost it. Um, my mind didn't go there at all, but yeah, I guess I completely agree with you on that. That was kind of a little high horsey, wasn't it? <laughs> it's like, okay, now that I'm dead, I'm going to tell you who to marry next, girl. Like... <laughs> Also, like, she has Daisy Jones' number. How old is that number? It's been 40 years. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so that, I mean, I just, she irks me. She thinks she knows best with everything, and you're like, she doesn't. She's not even there half the time. I don't know, the whole Camilla book I was, like, back. waiting for Camilla to leave him. And then she didn't. She didn't. She even kept choosing him. Stop. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, Please, if you're listening to this podcast, do not take my advice on love. I am very single and clearly do not understand what love is. I want to know what everyone's, 
who who agrees with Marissa and who agrees with me? Like, who is Team Daisy and who's Team Billy? <laughs> I'm really interested if, like, I'm the majority or you're the majority. So, we have, we have a combined score of 4.9, which is our highest rated book. So, we'll be on a mission from now on to get a book that's better than this. <laughs> no, it was really a book. I'm really glad. Our, our friend, our co-worker, Steph has recommended this book to us so we are so thankful she has because we did love this book we both read it in records times and the next book we're going to read is simple wild by k.a tucker because we are both k.a tucker stands we and we're just going to circle back to our first podcast book author and we're going to just do it like we're doing these podcasts which is one episode summarizing our thoughts of the book unlike the first book we did where we went chapter by chapter so I'm excited to take K.A. Sucker's book and approach it with our current approach because I am just interested and I heard so many good things about this book too. So I'm excited. And But we don't know what we're going to read next after that. So send us books, like books you want us to talk about, books we should read next because we, we don't have anything on our list, I don't think, at the moment, right? Yeah, not for the podcast. <laughs> okay, well, thank you guys for listening and... Reach us at Book Talks Podcast on Instagram. Bye.